Hi, I'm Eric, and this is Listen to Sleep. Slow, quiet stories to help you fall asleep. Every week, I read a great story from the public domain. Some classics, some forgotten. I read slowly and quietly, so you can enjoy the story or just nod off to fall deeply asleep. This week's story is another Viking tale from a book called Viking Tales by Jenny Hall. It's actually two stories, a short one called The Baby and the next story in the book called The Tooth Thrall. Before we get to the story, I want to thank Jason for becoming a patron this week. Really appreciate all your support at the Patreon. And it's becoming a pretty active group. I got a request last week from one of the new patrons to start putting the podcasts up there without any ads or introductions. I'm also putting it out a day early for the patrons. So if you'd like to get that, just the story a day early every week, along with 10 of the most downloaded episodes of the podcast, all with no introductions and no ads, you can become a patron for $1 a month and get all of that, including access to over 10 hours of nature recordings I've made here at the cabin. I'm slowly but surely making my way to my goal of $500 a month to put some more time and money into new episodes of the podcast. If you can help, I really would appreciate it. It's patreon.com slash listen to sleep, or you can find the link in the show notes. Okay, take a deep breath and let it out. Let yourself get cozy. Just relax and let your eyes close. If you start getting sleepy, just let yourself drift off. The Baby King Hofton lived in Norway long ago. One morning, his queen said to him, I had a strange dream last night. I thought that I stood in the grass before my bower. I pulled a thorn from my dress as I held it in my fingers, it grew into a tall tree. The trunk was thick and red as blood, but the lower limbs were fair and green, and the highest ones were white. I thought that the branches of this great tree spread so far that they covered all Norway and even more. A strange dream, said King Hafton. Dreams are the messengers of the gods. I wonder what they would tell us. And he stroked his beard in thought. Some time after that, a serving woman came into the feast hall where King Hafton was. She carried a little white bundle in her arms. My lord, she said, a little son is just born to you. Ha! cried the king, and he jumped up from the high seat and hastened forward until he stood before the woman. Show him to me, he shouted, and there was joy in his voice. 
The serving woman put down her bundle on the ground and turned back to the cloth. There was a little naked baby. The king looked at it carefully. It is a goodly youngster, he said, and smiled. Bring Ivar and Thorstein. They were captains of the king's soldiers. Soon they came. Stand as witness, Hafton said. Then he lifted the baby in his arms, while the old serving woman brought a silver bowl of water. The king dipped his hand into it and sprinkled the baby, saying, I own this baby for my son. He shall be called Harold. My naming gift to him is ten pounds of gold. Then the woman carried the baby back to the queen's room. My lord owns him for his son, she said, and no wonder, he is perfect in every limb. The queen looked at him and smiled and remembered her dream and thought, that great tree, can it be this little baby of mine? When Harold was seven months old, he cut his first tooth. Then his father said, All the young of my herds, lambs and calves and colts, that have been born since this baby was born, I this day give to him. I also give to him this thrall, Olaf. These are my tooth gifts to my son. The boy grew fast, for as soon as he could walk about, he was out of doors most of the time. He ran in the woods and climbed the hills and waded in the creek. He was much with his tooth thrall, for the king had said to Olaf, Be ever at his call. Now this Olaf was full of stories, and Harold liked to hear them. Come out to Aegir's rock, Olaf, and tell me stories, he said almost every day. So they started off across the hills. The man wore a long, loose coat of white wool, belted at the waist with a strap. He had on coarse shoes and leather leggings. Around his neck was an iron collar welded together so that it could not come off. On it were strange marks called runes that said, Olaf, Thrall of Hofton. But Harold's clothes were gay. A cape of gray velvet hung from his shoulders. It was fastened over his breast with great gold buckles. When it waved in the wind, a scarlet lining flashed, and the bottom of a little scarlet jacket showed. His feet and legs were covered with gray woolen tights. Gold lacings wound around his legs from his shoes to his knees. A band of gold held down his long, yellow hair. It was a wild country that these two were walking over. 
They were climbing steep, rough hills. Some of them seemed made all of rock, with a little earth lying in spots. Great rocks hung out from them, with trees growing in their cracks. Some big pieces had broken off and rolled down the hill. Thor broke them, Olaf said. He rides through the sky and hurls his hammer at clouds and at mountains. That makes the thunder and the lightning and cracks the hills. His hammer never misses its aim, and it always comes back to his hand and is eager to go again. When they reached the top of the hill, they looked back. Far below was a soft green valley. In front of it, the sea came up into the land and made a fjord. On each side of the fjord, high walls of rock stood up and made the water black with shadow. All around the valley were high hills with dark pines on them. Far off were the mountains. In the valley were Hafton's houses around their square yard. How little our houses look down there, Harold said. But I can almost, yes, I can see the red dragon on the roof of the feast hall. Do you remember when I climbed up and sat on his head, Olaf? He laughed and kicked his heels and ran on. At last, they came to a gear's rock and walked up on its flat top. Harold went to the edge and looked over. A ragged wall of rock reached down, and two hundred feet below was the black water of the fjord. Olaf watched him for a while. Then he said, No whitening of your cheek, Harold. Good boy. A boy that can face the fall of Egir's rock will not be afraid to face the war flash when he is a man. Oh, I am not afraid of the war flash now, cried Harold. He threw back his cape and drew a little dagger from his belt. See, he cried, does this not flash like a sword? And I am not afraid. But after all, this is a baby thing. When I am eight years old, I will have a sword, a sharp tooth of war. He swung his dagger as though it were a long sword. Then he ran and sat on a rock by Olaf. Why is this Akir's rock? he asked. You know that Asgard is up in the sky, Olaf said. It is a wonderful city, where the golden houses of the gods are in the golden grove. A high wall runs all around it. In the house of Odin, the All-Father, there is a great feast hall, larger than the whole earth. Its name is Valhalla. It has five hundred doors. The rafters are spears. The roof 
is thatched with shields. Armor lies on the benches. In the high seat sits Odin, a golden helmet on his head, a spear in his hand. At his feet, two wolves lie. At his right hand and his left sit all the gods and goddesses. And around the hall sit thousands and thousands of men, all the brave ones that have ever died. Now it is good to be in Valhalla, for there is mead there better than men can brew, and it never runs out. And there are scalds there that sing wonderful songs that men have never heard. And before the doors of Valhalla is a great meadow where the warriors fight every day and get glorious and sweet wounds and give many. And all night they feast and their wounds heal. But none may go to Valhalla except warriors that have died bravely in battle. Men who die from sickness go with women and children and cowards to Niflheim. There, Hela, who is queen, always sneers at them, and a terrible cold takes hold of their bones, and they sit down and freeze. Years ago, Agir was a great warrior. Agir the big-handed, they called him. In many a battle, his sword had sung, and he had sent many warriors to Valhalla. Many swords had bit into his flesh and left marks there, but never a one had struck him to death. So his hair grew white and his arms thin. There was peace in the country then, and Agir sorrowed, saying, I am old. Battles are still. Must I die in bed like a woman? Shall I not see Valhalla? Now thus did Odin say long ago, If a man is old and is come near death and cannot die in fight, let him find death in some brave way, and he shall feast with me in Valhalla. So one day, Agir came to this rock. A deed to win Valhalla, he cried. Then he drew his sword and flashed it over his head and held his shield high above him and leaped out into the air and died in the water of the fjord. Ho, cried Harald, jumping to his feet. I think that Odin stood up before his high seat and welcomed that man gladly when he walked through the door of Valhalla. So the songs say, replied Olaf, for skalds still sing of that deed all over Norway. Good night.